Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, the new book is Control Freak. We get insights into gaming, and we're joined this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson by Cliff Bozinski. What's the best part of your career so far? Oh, goodness. Uh, how long you got? You got about 305 pages. <laughs> um, yeah, it basically, um, uh, I worked in video games for 25 years. I worked at Epic Games for 20 of those years. I uh, worked on games like Unreal, uh, Gears of War, uh, Unreal Tournament, uh, Fortnite even. And it's one of those things that uh, I think, you know, the pinnacle, the thing that I'm mainly known for is the Gears of War franchise. As much as Fortnite is a global phenomenon, and God bless them. And for me, the, the key moment was when I went to Grauman's Chinese Theater uh, back in like 2006 and I demoed, and, uh, which means, you know, played uh, the game on stage live in front of a packed house uh, to much acclaim and much applause while MTV was filming me. And that was the moment when I realized that, like, I was going to become sort of a, like a rock star video game designer for better or for worse. What would surprise most people about the video game industry? I think most people don't understand the fact that it's a miracle that a video game ever even ships. Uh, what you're looking at is the ultimate blend of art and science, right? You have uh, programmers programming, you know, intricate code behind the scenes. You have artists that are making 3D characters. You have uh, other types of artists that are, you know, putting the, the, the textures on the walls. You have environment artists that are kind of, you know, leading the way in regards to, to sculpting the environment. They're, you know, kind of like uh, architects to, to some extent. It really is such a mix of disciplines that, you know, when the gamer fires up their controller or their, their keyboard or their, their phone, there's so much behind the scenes that goes on that they don't understand. And at the end of the day, all you really want to do is get that, that sense of flow and pleasure from the player so that they, you know, escape from the real world because the real world can be kind of crummy, you know, it's time to time, right? Cliff Blazinski joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. The book is Control Freak, and in it you will learn all kinds of stuff about his career as a designer and also about the world of gaming. So you may or may not know this name, but I am friends with Sam Lewis, and one of the things that Sam and I talk about all the time is the the monetizing of the work for the designers. How has this changed since you started? Well, back in the day, it would just be like, you know, you you pay, you know, 50, 60 bucks for a video game, and that was it, right? And the funny thing is, is that price has remained mostly consistent in spite of inflation. You know, you look at, you know, movies back in the day, you know, like, you know, the song Busta Moves talking about, you know, could care less about the five-year blowing going to a movie, right? And, like, now it's like, you know, $18 to go see a movie, right? Uh, whereas video games have remained, you know, steadily at, you know, 60 or so dollars. But what's happened is the the price of making a video game has increased exponentially, and so but the price of the games is maintained around that point. So the thing is, is what happens is the games are you know quote free to play, which doesn't always necessarily mean free to fun. And so what they do in the back end, and I trust me, I've seen it, is uh, okay. You know you want you want to wear that funny hat, you want to you know wear a zoot suit or something goofy. Well, you know, you know, give us a little bit of money. You know, maybe you can just straight up buy it, or maybe there's a, a bit of a slight gambling in there where you get like a, a loot box and things like that. And so it's one of those things, you know, the, the developers who work their butts off making the video games, you know, 
they they work many many hours they often have families and you know they they have to eat you know they got to pay the rent and so you know games are you know they're it's the business of fun but it still is very much a for-profit business and that's one thing that a lot of the consumers you know don't always understand and but at the end of the day you know the customer is always right so you got to find a way to make them willingly and happily you know throw money at you as opposed to you know dragging it out of them right Hearing Voices with Scott Watson is available 24 hours a day at whtc.com. And I'm on Twitter and would appreciate a follow at the Scott J. Watson. We're also available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you access high-quality entertainment. We visit with Cliff Blazinski. The book is Control Freak. I was going to ask you whether or not the golden age of video game design is behind us or in front of us. But I think what I want to ask instead is, what's the future of design and esports? Oh, man. Uh, so basically, the future of design is always surprising the player, right? One of my favorite things I would always do when I would play a game is like, you know, if I see like, you know, a little a secret nook or something like that, and it's like, I wonder if they thought of that. And then I go in and I, I hit X and, then, you know, a giant chicken flies out of a, a pipe or something like that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, they did think of that. That's so cool. Right, and the, the idea of emergent gameplay, the idea of the, those happy accidents that happen in video games where the programmer's like, I didn't program that, I don't know how that actually happened. Uh, in my opinion, that's that's where the, the, the true magic honestly is, and if I ever started another video game studio, I'd consider calling it a happy accident. But, you know, as someone going to the esports route, by the way, um, you know, I was in the Nintendo World Championships in 1990, I came in second in Massachusetts, and as Aerosmith says, you gotta lose to know how to win. So it's one of those things that we have, we have a world where people are being paid just to play video games. And it goes back to there's a Far Side comic that came out many, many years ago where there's a kid playing a game and the parents, you know, are, are behind him, like hopefully looking at him and, and imagining the want ads where he's getting a six figure salary, you know, uh, oh, we wanted a Nintendo expert. And that, that satire that actually became the truth, you know, you have clans like FaZe and whatnot where these kids are getting paid tons of money to play Call of Duty. You have uh, the Evo fighting game championship where people play games like Street Fighter and you, you can actually make a living uh, Twitch streaming and you know playing video games and people are like, wait, you're just watching somebody else play video games? Why aren't you playing the video game yourself? And I'm like, well, you know, you like football. When's the last time you actually picked up the big skin, you know? So it's uh, the future is bright, but, but still very, very fuzzy. No one knows where things are going. And anybody who tells you they know where they're, they're going, they're full of it. Cliff Blazinski, we wind up with him this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. From Pong to eSports, what's the best game that's ever been designed from a player standpoint? I believe it's Tetris. I always say I believe that Tetris was fun when I first played it back in the day, and Tetris will still be fun 3,000 years from now. Video games provide a sense of flow, right? Kind of like kind of like good talk radio, you know, where like the forefront of your brain is occupied with something while in the back of your brain you're thinking, maybe I should get milk or maybe, you know, I should leave my, my horrible spouse or something like that. And it's one of those things that, you know, the human brain needs to compile the events uh, that happen throughout the day. That's what sleep is for. And Tetris is one of the primary examples of those games that when you play it, you are solving these puzzles, but you're still in the back of your head figuring things out. And I think at the end of the day, we're all still figuring things out. The book is Control Freak. In it, you will have the opportunity to figure some things out and learn about the gaming industry. 
Cliff Blazinski, thanks for the visit this morning on Hearing Voices. Thank you very much for having me.